0: In Havana, I took a little risk. Send lawyers, guns, and money. Dad, get me out of this. Welcome, everyone, to episode 57 of the Matt Jones podcast. It is uh, taping this on a Tuesday. Going to have, it's a big show. We only got to do one last week, but this week we've got uh, a couple planned. Marcus Spears of the SEC Network is going to join me here in just a few minutes to talk about the SEC, particularly Kentucky. And he's in the news because he, as a former LSU player, just called on LSU to replace Les Miles, which of course is a big story, and a lot more. But, you know, we're going to focus on Kentucky too because we had a pitiful performance this weekend. But joining me here at the beginning, we haven't had him on in a couple of weeks, so it's worth seeing what's going on with our good friend Tony Vanetti. Tony, how are you? Doing fantastic, Matthew. How are you? I'm wonderful. And Tony, I want you to know that this episode is sponsored by Blue Apron. You like Blue Apron, don't you? Love it. Yes, because Blue Apron's mission is to make home cooking accessible to everyone. Tony, do you cook? Right. Do you cook?
1: Of course I do. Yes, I, I taught my wife to cook. Matter of fact, did so, you really? Yeah, I cook.
0: No, yeah, she could not. She well, really, You know why you? You know why worst. you taught her? It Was because women have so many hats to wear, and so you need to like help them <laughs> where you can. If I'm correct, and Blue Apron can well, do how, that. Yeah, I mean that's how you hook a man. That's right, Blue. <laughs> that's not sexist. Blue Apron has established partnerships with over 150 <laughs> local farms across across the country. That way, we have seafood that is sustained and sourced by the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch. We have beef, chicken, pork. Blue Apron is delivered to 99% of the U.S., and it is absolutely amazing. What they do is they send you meals, and you can buy them for less than $10 a meal. They deliver you right to your home, and it is great stuff. If you live by yourself, or it's like you and a person, this is what I suggest. Meals can feed, too, and it's great. And this week only. If you go to BlueApron.com slash KSR, BlueApron.com slash KSR, three free meals. Tony, that's crazy. Usually it was only two. Now they're giving you three. This is like perfect for you. This I is use it. This perfect for Matt Jones. That's, well, that's why I use it because it's like good meals. Like you wouldn't know how to do them, but they show you how to cook them. Go to BlueApron.com slash KSR. This is the Matt Jones approved. I use it, and I think it's awesome. You should too. Good Cook for yourself and your family at blueapron.com slash KSR, three free meals. Tony, it was not a good day for Kentucky football on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Did you watch the game? Yeah.
1: I did. I was, I was on a road trip to Tallahassee. I went down to see my 94-year-old grandmother. Well, that's sweet. Uh, so, so I was in the minivan with my family and my mother. Just to let you know, when you travel with your wife, and your mother in the vehicle, those two people are basically the same person on those road trips. Okay? <laughs> do they
0: fight? Like, does your wife and your mother get along? No.
1: No, no, no. The, I'm the common enemy when it comes to uh, well, that's good. my mother and my –
0: Because, right, like, Ryan so Lemon and his mom – Ryan Lemon's mom and wife fight each other.
1: Oh, do they? <laughs>
0: yes. At Ryan Lemon's 50th birthday party, they got in a screaming match with each other. It was excellent for everybody involved. <laughs>
1: No, it's the exact opposite. I'm just an idiot that's supposed to drive a car on these road trips. But, you know, again, you can't do anything right. Just pulling into the gas station, you can't pull into the parking spot right. It's just like, why are you at this spot? The door is over there. We could have just parked over there. Why are you pulling in this spot? It's just one of those things.
0: Why does your 94-year-old grandmother live in Tallahassee? Can't you get her out of Tallahassee? I'm told that unless you go to FSU, Tallahassee is awful.
1: There's no there's no question about it. You would think the capital of a state that has twenty million people would be better than that, right? Yeah. I mean it's FSU and the, it, it of course is is it's got the government there, the state government there. But there's nothing to it. I mean it is I bet you Frankfurt would rival Tallahassee and they have obviously fifteen Sixteen more. I mean, million people more than than Kentucky does. It's really. I, I agree with you. It's there's not a lot there. So
0: you win, Vister. That was very sweet. Did you watch the game at all, or did you just follow? Along? I did. No, no, no.
1: I did. I watched it. I watched it. And uh, again, I, I thought obviously the turning point, and I think you all have covered this very well, was the, the touchdown before the half. I sat there and I knew it in my head. I said <laughs> that was huge.
0: I agree. So when we got up 35-10, were you thinking like, "Ooh, this is a new Kentucky. Ooh, they're good. They're they're the new Kentucky project of football." Is that what you were
1: thinking? No, 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 no. I didn't think. I wasn't expecting the collapse, but I was not. You never. You just until the last second ticks off for UK football. You've got to just sort of just sit back and and uh, and never and look, get too and, happy ever. No, and I will, and I will relate it to. Uh, to alcohol recovery. Um, when you go to alcohol or drug rehab, yeah, uh, what they throw at you at almost from day one is th- the, on the chalkboard they put on the definition of insanity, right. Yes. And the definition of insanity is Do- doing the same thing over again, expecting a different result. Correct. Uh, and when when you go into it and look, I have an immense amount of respect, for the University of Kentucky football fan, because they they <laughs> get test up every summer.
0: Yes, I mean
1: I really I admire Kentucky football fans because every single year, man, you guys climb that ladder one more time. Right? It's like it's just, it's repackaged, it's reformed, it's resold, and the and the UK fan is in for another year. And you were in for an—I mean, it was another half of like, okay, here we go—and then just oh
0: my. So old. it's almost like going to, like buying a cheap hot dog, and every time you get it, you're like, well, this time it may be really good, right? <laughs> <laughs> like this time, right. maybe if it's I like- gr- if I grill it just a little bit different, <laughs> a few more condiments, maybe rename it. The good thing about right. Kentucky is we we. We really, every year, just give it a different slogan. You know, it's why yes. not finish. Right. Believe. We believe. Up right. yours. Whatever it is. Right. Like, <laughs> Please, next year, be up yours. Okay. <laughs> Kentucky football, 2017, up yours. <laughs> no, I mean, listen, when it was 35 Tony, I, I'm in the yes. press box, and I'm sitting next. First of all, I, I want to be nice here because – you know, I'm not trying to be mean, right? You know me; I'm soft, oh, and it's me. You're gonna be. All right. Let, let's start with this. First of all, in the first quarter, I'm in the press box. It's me, Nick Roush, Kenzie Bernhard, who works for us, uh, Freddie Maggard, and Drew Franklin. And we're sitting there. We're we'll watching. Great. The game. And there is—he's a very sweet man, and I'm not going to say who it is. I'm not even sure his name. But Tony, there's a man who's probably—he looks like he's about eighty—and he comes to the games, and he—he he has a photographer's pass. And they say he's a photographer, but I've never seen him take a picture, ever. (laughs) He stands in the press box, and here's the thing. He just stands, and he doesn't sit down. And for the last year and a half, he's always stood right behind me the whole time. And we have the same conversation. He'll always look at me and go, are you in the media? And I'm always like, yes, sir. What's your name? And I'll say my name. And we have that conversation, Tony, every week, all right? So he's standing there next to me and every time kentucky would score he'd go well here we go and then he'd just look at me <laughs> and it was just it was not it was sweet but like he just he would just sort of say well what do you think about that and i just didn't know what else to say to him cuz he wouldn't sit down and he definitely wasn't going to take a picture at any point so i said you know what i'm going to go and i'm going to go watch the second quarter in the joe craft suite now have i told you about Ooh, the nice. joe craft suite before uh, no,
1: I've never been there. The
0: Joe Craft Suite is amazing. Like, the suites at Commonwealth Stadium, Tony, are pretty immaculate. Right. And the Joe Craft Suite is the creme de la creme of suites. Oh, I'm sure. Okay. So, I went in, I, I, I usually go and spend a quarter there every game. So, <laughs> Tony, I get there and I walk in, and you know how when the record player goes, <laughs> yes, yes. there was a little bit of that because Governor Bevan was in there. Oh, awesome! But here's what I thought to myself. Here's what I thought: Joe Kraft and Kelly—they're my friends, and they are wonderful people. I love them, right?
2: So I don't want to cause
0: a situation for them.
1: No. So I'm just going to say, yeah, I'm
0: just going to say hi to everybody and then go. But then when I get in there in the second quarter, Tony, we're rocking, right? Like every as soon as I get in there, it's touchdown, 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 touchdown. It's such a happy time, Tony, that like everyone is jumping up and down and he, <laughs> at one point we score and I turn around, you know, everybody's like awkward high-fiving each other.
1: Yes. I end yes. up
0: high-fiving the governor. Just high-five. Stop
1: it. High-five. No, no, no. Because
0: everybody's high-fiving. No. Like everyone's happy. It's a happy
1: time. I don't believe this story. You high five Matt in the in the touchdown. I
0: high fived everyone. It was just the euphoria of high fives. Like everyone's yeah. happy. So, you know, it was like my point in saying that is the first half was so good that everyone was high fiving, including me and Bevan. That's what it did for us, and then it totally Tony collapsed. Oh
1: Lord. But so happened. So
0: when we when we get to halftime, do you think Mark Stoops? Can he not coach? Can he just not make adjustments? Is that what this is? Well,
1: first of all, let's get back to, so you're saying Obama and Putin should go to either a football game.
0: If Trump and Hillary had been in the same place in the first quarter, they would have ended up doing a waltz together. That's what would have happened. (laughs) That's how happy everyone was in Commonwealth Stadium. Second
1: of all, uh, let's have that happen. Second of all, the old man standing behind you is just 80-year-old Ryan Lemon <laughs> that's getting in his time machine, and he's coming back in time just to annoy you. <laughs> that's why he's standing behind you, and no one knows who he I is. I hate to say and, I and, hate.
0: To, he's not annoying. Let me tell you another conversation he had, Tony. He looked at Jared Lorenzen. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> he looked at Jared Lorenzen, and he goes, Now, who are you? <laughs> And Jared goes, My name is uh Jared Jared Lorenzen. And he goes, Did you play football? And Jared was, like, <laughs> Jared was like, Yeah, I played at Kentucky. And he goes, Well, that's nice. And so we so then Jared walks away and he looks at me and he goes, Is that the Jared Lorenzen that played quarterback? And I was like, Yes, it is. And he goes, Well, he's hefty. <laughs> And I was like, he's always – you know what, like how could you know that that was the Jared Lorenzo that plays quarterback and not make the connection? He's oh, an interesting God, chap, geez. but he just sits – he's so nice, but he he carries a camera. Does he have a seat? Does he? No, have a because seat? he's a photographer. He's supposed to be on the field, but he never goes to the field. He oh. just stands there with his camera in the press box. I don't know why he's brought the camera. He's not taking any pictures. What thing, does his credential say? What well, does it I looked at it. And I don't want, I don't, it, it says, it. <laughs> his credential has his name. I'm not going to say his name. And you know right. where, you know where it says the outlet you work for? Yes. It just says media outlet. Oh. <laughs> so oh. it's one of those where someone was supposed to fill yeah. it in. And so it just yeah. has his name and it says media outlet. Yeah. It's either it's either Ryan Lemon as a time traveler when he's
1: eighty, or it's somebody's uncle. Yeah, I mean uh, he's, he's a very nice care. man.
0: I want to be clear. So yeah. the, the second, so second half, I go down on the field, Ryan or Brian, right. Tony. Sorry, I go, I go Seriously. down on the field. Seriously, and yeah. and and watch as they collapse. I'm standing on the sideline, and Tony, it just looked out-of-control, disorganized. Like, no one knew what to do. And the coaches, that was the least confidence I've had in the coaching staff my entire time since Stoops has been here, was watching them handle that third quarter.
1: Right. Um, the, the end of – oh, football games are all like basketball games, and you know that the end of the first half and the first five minutes of the second half are really important. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's the same way for football games. And we've been terrible uh, the third, in that.
0: Terrible in the beginning of the third quarter. Right.
1: And in the, the way that games are supposed to go when you play a Southern Miss and a University of Kentucky or an SEC school is that the exact opposite is supposed to happen of what happened. The SEC school is supposed to have better and more players than the other team, than the lower-level team. So in the third and fourth quarter, the other teams uh, exactly. top twenty-two yeah. are on are on fifty snaps, sixty snaps, and and your guys are on twenty snaps. So they they're fresh, they're outrunning your guys, they're hitting harder, they're tackling, and and you just take over the game because the the top t- the first twenty-two on almost any football team are are pretty, except for the Florida States and Alabama's, are pretty comparable, and you just you have more players. So that's what's supposed to happen. So it's concerning to me moving forward. Like you can just say, okay, first game, they made some mistakes. They got overconfidence. They, you know, they 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 let it get out of. The way. But what concerns me is that Southern Miss got stronger and Kentucky got weaker. And you and know, that, who I feel sorry that is, for that's a concern. I feel sorry you know, for Matt boom.
0: Elam because most Kentucky fans know only two players' names, right? Boom and yes. Matt Elam. And right. so, like anything bad that happens on defense, the people in the crowd yeah. just yell about Matt Elam. And I want to be right. like, like, he's one guy. And people just, yeah. I feel bad for that kid. It's the combination of how big he is. He's from Kentucky, he's number 69. Like, like everything right. about it makes it to where people just give him a hard time. And I just, the, the, the stadium was so sad. So, Tony, after the third quarter, when they take the lead, I just say, you know what? I'm leaving. Right, like I'm going – I'm just going to the radio station. I'll watch the end right there. So now you'll like this. I go back up to the press box to get my stuff. All right, it's now star of the fourth quarter. When I go up there, the man (laughs) is still standing there in the same place. (laughs) I give him a lot of credit. He's got strong legs because he stands the entire time. Right, at 80. At 80. I get my bags. I'm on the fifth floor, get in the elevator, Go down one floor, it opens, and, Tony, I'm not making this up. Who walks in? The governor and two security guards. No. So even though in the, pre- in the suite we didn't speak, we gave the high five, now we're right. in an elevator, just us. Okay? Oh, my God. And he doesn't say anything. And so I'm No. Si- and so I'm sitting there thinking, I can't just let silence go by, right? Right. So I said, how are you, governor? Which, that was a nice thing to say, right? Yeah, well, it's common courtesy. It's elevator speak. It's it's elevator speak. How are you, Governor? And he goes, Matt, I'm good. How are you? And I'm like, fine. He says, how's the little project you're doing coming along? (laughs) 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 Which, you know, is like sort of code for screw you, right? Isn't it? You know, it's, the, it's, it's so sweet. It's
1: either, he could have said either two things. How's that little radio show that you do? <laughs> or how's that little project you're doing? How's I the little love, project? I love it. And That's
0: I, I awesome. couldn't help but smile at just the sort of like smarminess of it all. <laughs> right, of course. So yeah, what I said was, course. though, I go, yeah. actually, Governor, it's going great. Thank you very much <laughs> for asking. <laughs> right. And now I have to tell you, I could have guessed for a month, and his response after that, I couldn't have guessed. You know what he said when I said that? No, I can't imagine. He goes, you know, I always like when people do projects. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Like, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I always like when people do projects. Like, what kind Like does he mean, like, projects uh. around the house? Does he mean like project <laughs> runway? Like what does he mean? And so like I go, "Well, thanks." And then the elevator opens and he he leaves. So I was left oh. with, "I always like when people do projects." <laughs>
1: Like uh, like Steve Carell is the governor. Yeah, that kind of uh, is
0: like Steve Carell's the governor
1: from The Office. Like, yeah, it's like yeah. Uh, so oh th- I'm gosh. just
0: so if you have a project out there of any sorts, maybe you're building a treehouse. Uh-huh. Tell the yes. governor. He likes when people do projects.
1: I mean, you can't you can't write that game script for you. I mean the for I mean the Bevin high five and then in the only you run into people that you're like you're, a guv- in the elevator. You're exactly right. right.
0: Like I had to think. There's no way. I mean, I remember yeah. thinking when I left the suite, I was like, that went perfectly. I got to see my friends Joe and Kelly. There were other right. people in there that I know. I love all their friends. They were very nice to me, and it didn't make anybody awkward. It's great. And then when I'm leaving, then comes the nice sort of awkward uh, awkward thing. Now, we lose the game. Let me ask yeah. you this. Do you think yeah. Stoops – like what happens now for the rest of the season?
1: Well, it, it, here's the thing, though. I mean, it is uh, – if this was any other grand scheme – um, it's the first game of the season. There's, you know, you've got a lot of time. You know, maybe you do the reversal. Maybe instead of going five and zero and then or six and zero and then or five and zero and then losing five of the last six or whatever, maybe you flip it. Maybe you get better as the season goes along. The problem is, UK fan was enthusiastic and they were going to give you a chance or two, right? Yes, right. They were going to give you a chance to say, "All right, I'm in. Let's get this first game." But when you have a, a collapse like that and especially after getting you excited for two halves. See, that's so the
0: thing, are, Tony. And, is they're,
1: the- and they're tweeting, they're tweeting, they're calling their buddies. Yes. I told you the season was turned around. I told you this was the, I told you Barker was the guy. I told you this was going to happen. And then all of those people got to text and tweet back in second half going,
0: exactly everybody was tweeting it's a party it's a party like they were singing the song like it was it was that's the thing about uk tony it's the great elaborate blank tease you know what i mean like it's the great like that's uk football we get just so excited and then like that's what happens and that's partially why it's so depressing
1: yeah, it is. But and here, here's the other thing: and, and Mississippi State played like crap too. A lot of other SEC teams didn't come through, um, you know. But you are, you know, you are a pattering yourself after old. You want to be like an old myth that that you know. Eventually, you want to get to where you're playing Florida State on the <laughs> Monday night of Labor to, day weekend. We
0: blow our games against Florida State, not Southern Miss. Well, <laughs> That's what we want to do. <laughs> well, look,
1: and here's the thing, I. I I personally, I treat, uh, I I treat Kentucky football differently than basketball. If this was basketball, I would be in on you right now. I'd be mocking. I'd be making fun. Uh, but I, I've always, uh, been a, you know, I've always watched Kentucky football because, you know, a lot of Jefferson. County kids, a lot of Louisville kids play for for UK, and 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 plus it's such an uphill battle for you guys. It's yeah. just a you've always been behind. It's hard to It's, uh, hard, to taunt, it's
0: hard to taunt UK football fans. Right. We've been through no, so much as it is. It, is. And, it is, and is there any chance they go to a bowl? Um, no. Though no, there's always <laughs> oh God.
1: I I, mean, <laughs> I thought they would handle Southern Miss. I mean, I really did. I thought I thought we'd I win. Thought I Miss thought was, we'd
0: win by yeah. seventeen. I really did.
1: I did too. I, I didn't know about 17, but I knew that they had only had two players. I knew that I – I thought they lost a lot from last year, and I thought they had the quarterback in the running head. But more importantly, I thought that you all, when you're healthy and have JoJo Kemp and, and Boom, that you can control the game by by just just running, running right at them, and that you should be able to uh, – a Kentucky offensive line and Boom Williams be able to give – to go right at them. Give them the playbook. There's nothing fancy. I'm going to run right down your neck.
0: And that's what they did and to us.
1: Yeah, and the, and that's that's concerning. Um, <laughs> I think that's and that and that's not going to change. The offense, here's the
0: other thing. This isn't on the offense, man.
1: I mean, no, the it's offense not. scored it, it, How the, many how many, many the points the did
0: defense. they score? 35. They scored 35. And you know in the second half. You should am- win any football game. Yeah. You should if you score 26 points, you should win any football
1: game in every given week. These guys put nine more up. They put thirty-five points on the board, and you all still didn't win. This isn't on the offense. This isn't on Barker. This is—I don't care—they didn't score much in the second half. As well, then half, they only got they fourteen. Points, and they
0: only got fourteen plays in the second half, so they didn't really have a lot of chance. Uh, l- let me ask you something about Louisville, l- Lamar. So, I went to Shenanigans on Thursday night to eat dinner, right. and I forgot right. that Louisville was playing. And so I walk in and there's like Louisville people everywhere. And they're like, man, you, you you know, and I, but I'd already sat down. Right. And so, and Lamar Jackson scored like four times before I even got my diet Coke. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, Charlotte sucks. I get that. Kentucky beat them last year by a lot. But uh, how excited, like, do Louisville fans think like this is the year we go 12 and 0? Or are they saying we play Florida State in two weeks, calm down?
1: Well, I think they were uh, you know they they know who Charlotte was, right, and uh, so the they, expectations are where they are. They're very high, but to tell you the truth that Louisville's like sort of the flavor you know all these talking heads nationally have to come up with several names that are going to be teams to watch out right yeah so Louisville's name is popping up a lot. And plus seventy points just looks impressive. If you're playing, what about Bobby Africa. calling
0: that stupid timeout at the end of the first half? I mean, is he just the biggest jackass on earth?
1: Well, no. Look, again, that is um, uh, that was look. Charlotte knows what they're there for. They're there to make money, and they are there for <laughs> basically Louisville to have a scrimmage. I know, so but what, they don't what, need
0: forty nine. I mean, they had forty nine points, and he called no, timeout. no. They were
1: running. They were running. They were running a two minute. They wanted to do a two minute drill. They had a minute forty nine on the clock and they wanted to see Lamar Jackson run the two minute drill and calling that time timeout was part of we're gonna finish this and then all the starters are gonna sit in the second half. But we're gonna run this two minute drill and see if they can pull it off for the All I know and, is and in last difference.
0: chance you that got Coach Buddy and his team in a fight
1: doing that. And
0: Before,
1: I <laughs> Well and 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 they were kinda chippy. Uh they were kinda chippy. But moving forward, Florida State, I mean, they're just you know they handled over the last two years, and, and and anybody watched that game last night, in mean, the second half, I mean they're but just they do have a loaded. freshman
0: quarterback. I mean that's the thing is you think to yourself, well maybe if we can get him rattled, you know what I mean, because he is a freshman, yeah, and, that, and that's a so yeah. that that would be the one part of it I might say. Well, you never know, right? Well, but old Miss had him rattled for a little bit and he stayed
1: calm in the second half, came back and just you know, I mean, just took care of business. But well, uh that? but you know, they'll they you know, let's get to Syracuse and, and let's roll it out. But they think the Louisville should be good. The thing that Louisville has in their corner is that they're deep at running back, tight end, wide receivers. They have a second string quarterback that's one big game. So they, they've got they they're deep, so they can go through a season. And, and you have some attrition. Uh,
0: before I let you go, let's talk you of L for a second. Uh, so I guess they were going to fire Ramsey and pay him like $2 million at the foundation meeting. And then Larry Benz, who's on the foundation board, was like, hang on, do we really want to pay the guy $2 million? And they canceled the meeting.
1: Well, it was, it was Pinto, which I find really weird that the provost or whatever the heck they're calling him, the interim president or whatever the guy's name is, is Pinto. You know, it's one letter off. Patino. I mean, it's...
0: Pitino,
1: yeah. uh, yeah. So, so Pinto is in charge, and Pinto's like, hey, 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 this is exactly why people are upset with us. Trying to squeeze in a meeting on a three-day weekend at the end of a three-day weekend. And, you know, lack of transparency has been
0: the problem around here, and you all are still doing this. I mean, he makes a very good point. Yes. Yes, this is... Op- this is the M.O.
1: Yeah. This is the method of operation for the last couple of years and why people are upset with them because they squeeze meetings at the end of three-day weekends when they think, they think no one's watching. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, and then the, I think the other, that's that's one of the stories, but the really big story is the two biggest donors to L ever have said you all are not getting another dime until you have a forensic, I love that term, <laughs>
0: forensic <laughs> audit. Yes. Like
1: that that sounds like that's going to be painful. Forensic audit of the foundation. It is it does You're tell, like.
0: it does tell you how bad the situation is when they say to you, "Look, we will give you no more money until you all get your act together." And they are maybe the biggest donor that the school has. But you know what? What's funny is that's what it took. Like the public pressure and the governmental pressure, that wasn't enough. What was enough is the fact that someone said, we're going to stop donating money to you. Well, that's, and that's the story
1: on every campus in America. So the, when they, and, the, and they talk about that, they say the five and dimers. So the, the five and dimers are the business of the smaller business owners or Sally and, and, uh, and Jimmy Johnson that give 10, 15, 20 grand a year. Those people can back out all day. It's the top five. It's the, it's the top five guys when they, the the whole place swings with their vote. And when, and it's shocking. The top two say not another dime until we, and basically forensic means we're going to crawl up your colon.
0: Yes, that's exactly right. By the way, some breaking news here. The U.K. basketball schedule has come out. And uh, in case you were wondering, Kentucky will play every team in the SEC once except they play two, five teams twice. The five teams they will play twice this year are Tennessee, Vandy, Florida, Texas A&M, and Georgia. So those are the five teams Kentucky will play uh, twice. So their home schedule this year in the SEC will be Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Vandy, Texas A and M, and they will also play LSU, South Carolina, Arkansas, and Auburn. Which means no trip to Arkansas, a place that they generally lose at. Tony, so good news in there.
1: Well, I'd love. Plus, I want to see them play. Uh, they, they've got to set it up so Bruce Pearl is in the house every year. Like right, like Auburn needs to be. That needs to be a setup. Bruce Pearl needs to be a part of your all's world.
0: Yes. Well, it always is fun when he's there. Speaking of a part of our world, Tony, great to have you. Thank you very much, you it, and we will talk soon. All right.
1: All right, buddy. There See you, man. You.
0: Thanks. And before we get to Marcus Spears. There we go. Before we get to Marcus Spears, let's uh, talk about VistaPrint real quick. 500 business cards for 9.99. 500 business cards 9.99 from VistaPrint. I want you to use the promo code MAT for the podcast. You can design them yourself customizable fronts backs everything but it's 500 business cards 999 just do me a favor put in the promo code matt if you have a small business if you're your personal and individual sort of sole proprietor whatever if you just want some cool business cards that say kentucky fan ksr fan trump fan you can i'll even let you make that clinton fan whatever you want 500 business cards 999 promo code is matt VistaPrint. print has invitations they got everything you want but for me and for this podcast 500 business cards 999 promo code is matt we uh, now will give us a call we'll give a call to our good friend marcus spears all right now we are happy to be joined on the field from or on the field on the podcast with my friend from paul feinbaum and marcus spears marcus how are you my friend
2: I'm doing great, man. How's it going? Glad you're having me. Hey,
0: Excellent. listen, I, I want all the big stars, and how could you not have Marcus Spears? I love when I'm on Fine Bomb and you're on because you laugh when I screw around with him, and I don't think I enough it. people do that.
2: I love it, man. You got to see the humor in it, man.
0: I'm exa- I completely agree with you. And, and speaking of, I want to get to, you've raised a big controversy. I, I, you know, I was trying to find your Twitter account because for some reason I didn't follow you. And next thing I knew, I, I put your name in and everybody's hating on you. So we'll get to that.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But,
0: but I want to start with, uh, with what happened here in Lexington. Kentucky lost to Southern Miss after being up 35-10. When you watched any of the game or when you saw what happened, what, what was your take on it?
2: You know the the part that I saw because you know it was it was a busy day for us, but um, I was able to catch the second half and and you know unbeknownst to me, what was it like a twenty five point lead at some point? Yeah,
0: you you I caught had- when it was the worst for Kentucky. Yeah.
2: Yes, yeah. So you know I, I I look and I say, well, I saw Drew Bronker under a lot of duress, um, being sacked. Southern Miss was moving the football offensively. And honestly, I was in my, I'm, I'm thinking, what's going on? Um, and then when I got back to the, when I got back to Charlotte, because we were in, we were in College Station for SEC Nation. When I got back to Charlotte, I re- I was, I'm looking and I'm like, I know they didn't lose this game.
0: <laughs> yes, they
2: and, did. And, um, You know, so I I was I was kind of shocked because, you know, we do all these preseason polls and we go through teams. And the big thing at Kentucky is we, you know, six wins to get to a bowl game. Yes. And one of the things that I thought about was now I'm looking at this schedule. And I don't know – I don't see the six wins anymore. Well, I don't either.
0: Let me ask you, you, you play – you know, you're, you're a tough guy down there on the line. Kentucky – Southern Miss ran 96 plays against Kentucky. And they ran yeah. the ball effectively, but they didn't have one run over 14 yards. It was like six yards, seven yards, mm-hmm. five yards. And Kentucky could seemingly do nothing to stop it. So how does UK fix that?
2: You know I, – I, Stopping the run, all right, is so much about mentality, and I tell people this all the time. And, and actually, going back to College Station, um, that's been the M.O. for A&M for a long time. And Matt, to be honest with you, the defensive line drives the bus in the SEC. Yes, When you talk about trying to trying to be, nah, I'm, I'm not going to even say winning the national championship. I'm going to say being in contention in games in the fourth quarter and having the opportunity or those type of playmakers that you need, i.e. Bud Dupree that was there at Kentucky a while ago. You need those type of players. And when you defend the run, man, you limit offenses so much. So when you let stuff start rolling downhill, that's the term we use um, on the D line. It just puts you behind the eight ball. It puts your whole defense behind the eight ball because then, because now you got plays going for four or five yards. Not only are you trying to figure out where the leaks are, but you behind the chains on first down. Yeah. Um. You behind the chains on on second down, and and then when you're mate, when when you have a team, regardless of you know if you have superior talent to them, re- regardless of if you have um, you know more names and more talent, when it's hard to stop a team on any level in football from getting one and two yards. Like it's it's almost impossible when people do it. I don't think they like folks realize how big of a deal that was. I watched Tennessee play against Appalachian State. Tennessee, uh, Appalachian State on third down stayed third and short. They stayed third and two, third and one, third and three. You know, and that that's a great equalizer in the game because not only do you hold the ball and stop the other the other offense because I heard Drew buckle was ripping it the first half um not only do you limit them from being on the field but you demoralize the defense
0: and that happened marcus i mean like that i mean southern miss it was kentucky just couldn't do anything so i'm on my radio show today and people are saying well what do you do and i had people say all right well why didn't mark stoops go 7 in the box or 8 in the box and just say look we got good corners beat us one on one why not do that? Is that something that can work? Let's just assume Kentucky has a bad defensive line because they do. Right. So, right. what can they do? Can they just stack the box? How do they stop the run? Because if Southern Miss is running on them, what's Georgia going to do? And what's Tennessee going to do? Like, what do they do?
2: Absolutely. Matt, you got to commit more to the box. Um, And, you know, one, one of the strengths, man, it's crazy because one of the strengths that, that of this team is your cornerback. Yes. When you look at when you look at football from, from a conceptual standpoint, when you look at football, and I played for some great coaches, Nick Saban, Bill Parcells, Wade Phillips, all defensive guys. Um the advantage that they always talked about that they had was that they had corners that could play man to man, because then you can be multiple with the other nine. You can bring safeties down to help with the run game. You can run line twists and run stunts and blitz linebackers because you're not worrying about your guys getting beat in one-on-one coverage. Now, cornerbacks have a tough job, but there there are special ones. And I think Westrand Beatty has an opportunity to be very good. They yeah. they are going to be Sunday players at some point. So if you aren't stopping the run, if you're not committing enough guys to the box in order to do so you kind of eliminate the strength of your defense, which is your two corners. Yeah. Because, sense. because now they have to come up and make tackles instead of, instead of covering guys in order to give you enough time to either get to the quarterback or commit more guys to the run game. So I think what, you know, look what coach Stoops needs to do in my opinion, and this is just me playing defense and, and thinking that I know football Um <laughs> <laughs> is give you have to commit more guys to stopping the run in order to make quarterbacks beat you throwing the football against two corners that can cover a lot of receivers in this league. So you know, if you don't make that commitment and you continue to look at it, then it, it the forecast isn't pretty. All
0: right, well, that gets to the point about coaching here. You've watched Kentucky for three and a half years, and there's no yep. doubt that Mark Stoops recruits at a high level. I love his energy. He, there, are right. new, there are now new facilities. Kentucky can now compete from a facility standpoint, which they've never really been able to do before. There's more talent on the roster at some positions, like corner, receiver, running back, et cetera, than Kentucky's ever had. Yep. But you get things like happen at Southern Miss. So let me just ask you, do you think Mark Stoops can coach?
2: I think Mark Stoops can coach. I, I do I do believe that. And And to be honest with you, even though I just said it's time for a change at LSU, I don't think you have incompetent coaches in the SEC. But what I do think is you have and I know people hate it, but I got to go. I got to use the example of the man in Tuscaloosa. I have to use it because to me, it's the greatest example of what you need to do as a coach in football in order to give your ch- yourself yourself, your team and yourself a, the best chance to win. This game is about evolution. All right. Football is evolving. Every single day, every single year, every single play on on your sideline, you're trying to figure out a way to gain an advantage against the coach that's on the other end of the side, on the other side, side sideline. What Nick Saban identified at Alabama was, I've been a great defensive coach. I've had some of the best defenses in college football, but having some of the best defenses in college football is no longer going to equate to me winning championships. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go hire me a guy that just in case I get into a shootout, I can get 50 points too. And what I think has happened with Coach Stoops is there has been this push offensively at Kentucky to score points, missing the, the not addressing the defensive side, side of the football, excuse me, Like you should. Which is weird
0: because he's a defensive coach, Marcus. I mean, that's what's surprising.
2: And I think some. well, Matt, Saban got caught up in that too until he realized that he couldn't go toe-to-toe with these teams that were going to come out and run a track meet. Right? So, what you – because, look, coaches believe in their philosophy. Les Miles, he believes in his offensive philosophy, which I think at the end of the day is going to cost him his job you have to be you have to have the willingness to evolve but when you are a side of the, the ball specific and you've enjoyed success at doing so sometimes it's hard to get out of that mindset that it doesn't work anymore or that you just need to add or create a few more wrinkles in order for it to be more effective i don't think a coach should all, should change his philosophy do a total overhaul of what he knows how to do but I do think the game, the evolution of the game lends itself to you identifying shifts and changes in the game and you kind of create those shifts and changes in your philosophy, little nuances to help you be successful. And the one thing that's surprising for me more than anything with Coach Stoops is if you if you coach in the SEC, you know that this is a line of scrimmage conference. Yeah. Like You know that the trenches are the most important part of the football game in this league, and you have to recruit to that, but you also have to get guys in that are dynamic, guys that can rush to passive. You need big physical guys in the middle, athletic though, that can defend against the run and also get pushed in the middle of the pocket. And that's what I didn't see in the time that I watched the game against Southern Missy. Yeah,
0: they didn't have that. Let me ask you, Kentucky was up thirty-five ten, uh, then didn't score again, lost forty-four thirty-five. Last night, Old Miss was up big. All of a yeah. sudden they end up losing. How did and it seemed like both games, while the Old Miss Florida State game was played at a higher level, they had the same script. The right. team the team Florida State and uh Southern Miss got a late first half score and then just dominated the third quarter and won. Tell me as a player, how does that happen? How do you have a team that you're kicking their tail and then all of a sudden you can't do anything right and you can't stop
2: them? Man, one thing about football, man, and, and I don't think people pay enough attention to it. Me and Greg McElroy and I were on SEC Now talking about it last night turnovers, man. People don't realize how big turnovers are. And people also don't realize how big halftime adjustments are. And the great coaches, and Jimbo Fisher has made a living on it. Being able to go in at halftime and come back out and have a different game plan, or have adjusted to what the, what the team is doing, and have a and just have such a good plan. In order to take advantage of a team in the second half,
0: but isn't that coaching, Marcus? I mean, that's my complaint with Mark Stoops: is we're never better in the second half than we were the first ever. The, Most against, definitely against Louisville Most last definitely. year, Kentucky's up twenty-four-seven at half, and they end up getting destroyed. Same thing yeah. happens this year against Auburn last year. Kentucky has a ten-point lead at half, ends up losing. I mean, isn't that something you worry about? Is if you if if you're evaluating the coach?
2: No question. It's it's it, it is totally alarming. And I think what has happened too, Matt, and I was having this conversation because after I, you know, said my spiel about LSU, um, I think what has happened, man, is that fans um, and people around programs have gotten so caught up on recruiting, and and I'm gonna tie this together, and and coaches doing a great job getting players to come, and we get excited and we get hype about that and we say, oh, man, we got three, we got five, we got seven, five stars this year. We got six, four stars this year. And I don't know if coaches rest on that law that they just have better players. Yeah. Because because of the team that they're playing. Look, Let's just be honest, man. When you look across the field and you at the University of Cuckoo, kentucky and by no means have has kentucky been a national title contender or a team that people but you, know, you still look have
0: at. better players in southern miss
2: exactly my point I, I i question and i question this with tennessee also do you have are you training your players to play the best that they can play regardless of the competition or regardless of this listen to this the most important part the name on the jersey that's across the sideline or are you coaching them to be the best that they can be every second every minute of the game to me that's how teams lose leads especially when you're playing against a team that should be inferior to you. yeah right so you go in at halftime you got a 25 point lead you know what most coaches say Especially when you look across the field and you see something. They Miss,
0: should say we're starting they, over,
2: right? It's they zero, should zero. say it's 0, zero We're starting over. And I don't know if Mark Rick said that. I mean, Mark Stoop said that. I can't. I don't want to say he didn't. I want to say he did. But most coaches' thought process is this if Florida is across the line of scrimmage and it's 25 0 at halftime, guys, it's a zero zero 0 game. We got to keep our foot on the gas. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta lock in even tighter. We gotta pay attention to the little things. But when you look across the sideline and it's Southern missing you up twenty five nothing, oh guys, we're doing a great job. Let's just keep doing what we do. Yeah, doing.
0: that is, I, that makes sense. Let me ask you, you about, know? yeah, let me ask you about what you, about what, you, what happened with you. So you went to LSU, played for Saban. You did not play yeah. for Miles, did you?
2: Didn't play for LSU. Okay, so you no. played
0: for Saban. And now you believe, and you're not alone in this. There's a lot of people who think, okay, it's time for Miles to go. You made that statement this weekend. I'm less concerned about why you think it, but more concerned about you. You're an LSU alum. Your coach is at Alabama, the one that you played for. What is the feedback? like? Do you ever worry, like, that's your home school? Are the fans going to turn on me? Or do you just have to not think about that?
2: Man, first of all, it's one of it's a difficult thing about this job, man, and you know it all too well. Um, and, and a lot of a lot of analysts, a lot of guys that you know are are alum of certain places. Um, it's hard for me to go in on LSU. Yeah, like you know, it it it's not easy for me to say. And, and listen, I'm. I have no personal problems with Les Miles. He may have personal problems with me now. <laughs> yeah, but <he> might. <laughs> I, I, I have I have like I, I think Les Miles is a great guy. I think Les Miles is a is a good coach, but you're not maximizing what you have. All right. And I always explain it to people like this: man, I played nine years in the NFL, brother. I played eight years for one team, which is very rare for any player to do in the NFL. Correct. That's that's few and far in between. Jerry Jones called me in his office one day and said, Marcus, we feel like we have another guy that can do your job more effectively. We're going to let you go. And I told I stood up. We had a talk. I told Jerry, I said, thank you so much for the eight years, the opportunity. I was able to take care of my family. I was able to do some great things while I was in Dallas. The city embraced me. I love the fans, love the people. I'm forever be a Dallas Cowboy, right? That's what we said. And I meant every word that I said. You could, you now didn't take that
0: personal? Like, I watch yeah. Hard Knocks, and I see people get cut, and I see yeah. that conversation they have. And it would. Be, is it not hard to look at it and go, because you didn't believe that dude was better than you, right?
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely you don't think that So like that's
0: him. hard is is it not I mean I respect that you did that, but that's got to yep. be hard, isn't it?
2: Man, it's very difficult, but but one thing about the business that we in, one thing about the business that Les Miles, Miles is in, one thing about the business that Mark Stoops and John Calipari and Nick Saban and every coach in the SEC, every coach in college, every coach in the pros, it goes back to an old adage that we use in football. The tape don't lie. True. Yeah. The tape does not lie. And when I looked at the tape of Kenyon Coleman and Tyrone Crawford and Jason Hatcher at Dallas, they were playing better football than me. And my knees were hurting, you know? So regardless of how emotional I was about it, I was able to understand that this is a business and the Dallas Cowboys, just as just like LSU football is in the business of winning games. And if you're not giving them an opportunity to win games, if you're not putting, if you're not giving them what they think you need in order to win football games, I'm not talking about the personal relationship. I still love those guys to this day. I still talk to Will McClay, the the head scout for the Dallas Cowboys. I still talk to Jerry Jones. In passing by, I still talk to Stephen Jones. I still have great relationships. Rich Dalrymple, the head of Mark, um, the head of uh, PR at the Dallas Cowboys, is one of the one of the people that SEC Network and ESPN called for a for um a request. I mean, uh, to find out what type of guy I was. Yeah, you know. So it it wasn't personal, <laughs> it because. They still, we still share in the some of the same relationships that I had when I was there playing and playing effectively and having a great career.
0: Do you? Bottom line. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go go ahead, ahead, man. No, well, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead.
2: The the bottom line is, man, is that this is business. Yeah. These coaches are making four, five, six, seven million dollars a year to win games, and at a program like LSU To be in contention to win national championships. All right.
0: Be real with me. Can you win it? Can you win it, Kentucky?
2: You can win anywhere, Matt. I'm a firm believer in that, man. And a lot of people may disagree with me. I firmly believe that you can win anywhere. For example, all right, the University of Houston right now is on par to be as good as any Power Five football team in the country because of what Tom Hermans has done, because of of what they've done facilities-wise and how much they've pumped into the program. I'm not talking about just money. I'm talking about the mentality that we are going to win football games at some point. I think we get caught up in time, Matt. Because we see, especially in the SEC, because we see so much program success at other schools, right? So we get caught up in saying, well, if we recruit five stars and four stars, we should be able to win right now, too. That's not the case. What it is, is it's a commitment. Look, and I know people hate when we reference it's a commitment to success. It's a commitment to excellence every single day. This is not something you just get hype about when you feel like you got a good enough team to win games, you come in and you implement a mentality at a university. They said they couldn't win at Vanderbilt. John Franklin won nine games back to back. He did. You know, so I I'm I I just believe that you can do it. That Appalachian State team that that people thought Tennessee should drag across the football field, they went 11 and two last year.
0: Yeah, no. So go ahead No, no, I just I th- you're exactly right about that. I know you just got a few minutes. I want to ask you a couple more questions. Yeah. I, I'm interested in your opinion. You played in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I don't I'm not asking you if you agree with Colin Kaepernick or not because I don't think that really matters. That's everybody's mm-hmm. personal opinion. But tell yeah. me what it's like if a dude that's having a situation like that is on your team. If as a player, whether you agree or disagree with what he's doing, do right. you do, do you especially in that league, it seems like people hate distractions. That's <laughs> clearly going to be a huge distraction, right? Is that something in the locker room that people are kind of silently going, "Gosh, why's he got to do this?" Like, what, what what goes on there,
2: Matt? That's a the, the the distraction term, totally comes from media outside the facility, and some people within the facility may address it, but most of the time on the football team the whole the the consensus is man do you
0: yeah that's good
2: if if it's not if it's not going if it's not going to stop me from doing my job effectively if it's not going to stop me from taking care of my family do you man look i play with Terrell Owens <laughs> yeah All right? one of the, one, of, one of one of the one of the most scrutinized polarized um criticized players probably in NFL history. If you were to poll majority of To's teammates, they would all tell you a great teammate. They would all tell you that he worked his tail off in practice, even being a perennial pro bowler and an all pro. He worked as hard as anybody on the football field. Man, that's all we care about as football players, man. I mean, you know, some guys have opinions. Some guys are more outspoken. So, you know, I think about Josh Norman doing the TV show. That was a big deal. Um, he signed a big deal in Washington. He's going to do a TV show. Man, nobody, none of the teammates care about that. Yeah. Can you stop this receiver that we got to play?
0: <laughs> That's somebody? all they care about.
2: You know what I'm saying? So, you know, and in, in, in Kaepernick's situation, you know, not starting. He's not starting. Um,
0: but does that make it worse? Because if he's like – because then the only reason people are talking about him is that. You know what I mean? Like it's like like, like your colleague, Tim Tebow, who seems like an awesome dude. I've Mm -hmm. always felt like he quit getting shots in the NFL, not because of him, but because people were like, you can't have your backup quarterback getting that much attention.
2: Matt, I love my guy, Tim. Yeah. All right. Tim not in the league because he wasn't a very good quarterback. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, that's <laughs> like, what I wonder. I if, did, that's if, what I wonder. If, yeah. If, if, if Tim Tebow was a look, we know how. Man, you in the media? We know how to. We know how to change narratives, man. Yeah. If 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 Terrell Owens wouldn't have been a a great wide receiver, he wouldn't have played in the NFL. But,
0: I mean, but that's if, what I'm we, saying though. Like, isn't there come a point where you're worth the trouble or not?
2: Well. Colin Kaepernick is worth the trouble because they got to pay him $14 million. <laughs>
0: That's why he's worth the trouble. Okay.
2: That's why he's worth the trouble. Like, I mean, you let, let's just be real about it. Now, you you cut him, you still got to pay him $14 million. Yeah. If Colin Kaepernick's salary was one point five, dollars million, $2 million, they'd have probably cut ties with him. But I'm just talking about within the locker room, right? If the distraction or whatever you determine it, if it's costing us games, if it's costing us losses, if, if it's, if it's directly affecting what you, man, you can go out and be a black Panther, but on Sunday, if you can throw for 303 (laughs) touchdowns and we can win the football game, go for it, go for it. Yeah. You know, um, we we identify too, and, and I think a lot of people don't give football players enough credit. Football players are a lot smarter than most people give them credit for. We identify I mean, I've been in locker rooms where I know white guys didn't like black people. I've been in locker room where I know black guys didn't like white people. I've been I've been around all types of scenarios. I've been around um guys that may have different sexual preferences. Like all of this stuff that's cre- that's that's like such a stigma to the outside world. Man, a locker room is a different climate. It's a different it's, – it's just a totally different dynamic. We don't – within the locker room, you don't necessarily abide by the same rules as the general public. It's interesting you, know, you say and, that
0: because when the Michael Sam thing happened, I heard people say that where they were like, know, it doesn't matter. It's just whether he can play or not. That You say that's exactly how it
2: is. That that, that is That is how it is, man. That is how it is. Now, that's within the locker room, right? But there are there are decision makers. There are people that pump money into into programs. There are people that pump, pump money into um, pro football organizations that may not like what a player is doing and they'll be gone in a New York minute. You know, so I used to always tell people, man, even when I play for the Dallas Cowboys, if something a player was doing was going to cost Jerry Jones some money that player wasn't going to be there. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. You know, if, if if something that a player was doing at, let's just say, Alabama or LSU or uh, Kentucky or Georgia, if it was going to cost that program a lot of unwanted publicity, a lot of unwanted trouble, if it could potentially cost recruits from coming, that player not going to be there. Yeah. But within the realm of the locker room, a lot of that stuff not a big deal, man.
0: Let's finish with this. Do you – let me – give me your take. I call you on September 6th, 2000, let's say, 18, two years from now. Start of season two years from now. Is Mark Stoops the coach at Kentucky?
2: I think so. And I'm going to tell you why. Because Mark Stoops has figured out – he's gotten the first step right, Matt. All right? And Mark Stoops is not at a program where winning has been the the mainstay. Yeah. Right. So coaches in that position tend to have a little bit more time. Um y'all you guys have built new facilities. All right. You mentioned it earlier. The recruiting has gotten a lot better. There are really talented football players on Kentucky's football team. There comes a point in every coach's career, especially when you're trying to either rebuild a program or change the identity of it, where you have to bring that to fruition. I don't think Mark Stoops is at that point yet. I think Butch Jones is at that point at Tennessee, but I don't think Mark Stoops is where to that point yet. If Butch Jones doesn't have a successful year this year, I don't I don't say he gets fired, but the seat gets hot because you've recruited great. You got guys that are seniors and juniors and with experience and you should have a football team that, that is in contention to go play in Atlanta. That's what you should have. That's why Mark Rick is not the coach at Georgia anymore Yeah, because you had those teams. You had that type of talent when you run out of excuses (laughs) about why you can't win or why you are not contending for championships. That's when we start the hot seat talk. That's why to me, at in LSU situation, Matt, what can we point to? We can't point to talent. We could point to the quarterback position, but before he was the quarterback, we were dealing with the same issues. You can't point to resources. They have some of the best facilities. You can't point to the strength coach. Tommy Moffitt is one of the best that college football has ever seen. You can't point to the support system. They pump money into LSU every single day. So what's left?
0: Yeah. Well, it's interesting. You went out on a limb there. I give you a lot of credit for that. That's not easy to uh, to it's do. Not easy,
2: man. Well, Especially do your po- you got a, your podcast
0: and tell your boy Paul. I haven't been on in like a month. I got all kinds of football opinions. I'm ready to share with the world uh, if he ever if when he gives
2: us a shout. I, I got right. you, man. I got you, man. You keep doing what you're doing, man. Marcus, love you. Thank you, man. Appreciate love it. Love you, bro. Appreciate it. Yep.
0: All right. Bye.